This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Southey. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night. Oh. <sighs> Leafs lose 7-3 to tonight in Game 4. Uh, in the series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Steph, the fanalist here, Beaner with me. How are you feeling, Beaner? I'm, you know, how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't well, have words right um, now. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, there's not really much we can say to to console ourselves after that one. It was definitely not a good start, and... They didn't play with the urgency they needed. They didn't start on time, as Babcock would say, right? The famous Babcock quote. Um, yeah. But to throw a little more shade, throw a little more shade at Sheldon, or not Sheldon Keefe, at John Cooper. He was commenting on scoring goals, and that's not going to be a problem. Hey, even with this loss, the Leafs are still up in goals in the series. So take that, Coop. Take that. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's some positives to take away from this if you really do some digging. But Leafs, you know, we were hoping to come out for with a second win uh, in Tampa and be up 3-1 on the road or on the road. But hey, it's 2-2 in the series and we take some, we leave some. And at the end, end of the day, one team has lost 5 nothing so far and it ain't the Buds. So <laughs> Absolutely. that's the positive here. Yeah, and Keith even said uh, earlier today, you know, they were expecting Tampa to come out and play the best hockey they've played all series long. Keith expecting the exact same thing the other way, but unfortunately it did not look like that. Uh, not many lineup changes at all, just some switch arounds. We had Kerfoot on the first line, Bunting on the fourth line, and Ingvall on that third. But, yeah. Let's just start off the first, uh, just to kick it off. Uh, one minute in, Stamco scores. This was weak, in my opinion. You know, the second line was on the ice. There was no sustained pressure. That first couple of minutes for the Leafs, they were hemmed in their own zone. And, you know, Hall turns over the puck. Kucherov's able to uh, intercept it along the board, straight to Stamkos in the high slot, one times it and in. Yeah, Tampa came out flying, um, started obviously with the Colton hit right off the hop, right? And mm -hmm. the Leafs didn't really get a ch they didn't take advantage of any time they had and just, they, they, they didn't wake up. Like it, it, as much as it sucks to say stuff like that, they didn't, they couldn't get into it right away. And I see some people ripping on Keith for not starting Matthews, but why not start, you know, one of the lines that's been playing the best for you in the series? Reward them for all the work they've done. Matthews is going to get his minutes no matter what. Power play or double shifting or whatever. Give the the other guys who have been your warriors so far in the series extra time and give them the, the benefit of starting the game. It didn't pay off tonight, but... Yeah, uh, I saw that in the first intermission there. Bieksa 
discussing how Matthew needs to get going super early and kind of a bad move on Keefe to put out the third line to start. But I agree with you, Beaner. I don't see what was wrong with that. Uh, I, I believe that third line has been nothing but fire this whole series. And why not reward them in that way? And yeah, I don't see the downfall there. But, you know, this loss tonight was a whole team loss in general you can't really pinpoint it on anyone um you know less than it i believe it was four or five minutes later belmar scores super unlucky pit play uh the leafs can't hold the play in the ozone ozone and the fourth line runs it back uh unfortunately the puck goes off muzzin's stick campbell swats it straight to the high slot to find belmare and no chance for Campbell there. Yeah, none whatsoever. And even the goal itself, like, yes, it was a high school play. I don't want to take anything away from the goal. That's a mm-hmm. that's a difficult play to make. He could very easily have missed that. How hunched over, like he had to get down on, on one knee to make sure he got enough of that shot and got it where he wanted to. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yes, Campbell could have had it, but you, you got to give props to Pierre there. It yeah, definitely not the start we wanted. <laughs> no, not the start we wanted. And unfortunately, it just continued because about two and a half minutes later, of course, the big rig scores. No other than Maroon, Pat Maroon. Sergachev from his own end, Bank passes it. I believe Kalorn got a touch on it because it slides straight up to Maroon. Riley unable to catch him, outweights Campbell. Off the toe, taps in his own rebound around Campbell. At this point, 3 nothing down in the first period. Leafs Nation just went off. They went off on Twitter. People started boycotting the team. They were jumping off the bandwagon. People were shutting off the game. Guys, it's playoffs. This is a roller coaster ride no matter what. Like... Not- not only that, sorry for cutting you off there. Like no, we've no, seen this, ahead. we've seen this team just absolutely take off. And okay, yeah, it hasn't necessarily happened in this series, but they have the ability to go and score two, three, four goals in a very, very short amount of time. So, like even in our little group chat, I'm gonna call out Darty a little bit here. <laughs> um, Darty wanted to put Shalgren in at that point. I. Yes, I'm not a NHL head coach, but I don't think that would have been a good move because not only would you be basically telling your team, hey, you know what, we don't have it tonight, let's pack her in, but you would also be almost giving that mental advantage to Tampa, right? Like, hey, we chased you guys in the first period. We chased your starter. And yes, Campbell didn't have his best game, but he also didn't have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Like the first two okay, yeah, not a whole ton of chances on them. The Maroon one, he got a piece of it. Maroon got the back or the rebound. Yeah. So you can even pin that one on the defense. And uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but the Colton goal, that's that's really the one that told me, okay, tonight's definitely not his night. Now, gr- good on him for wanting to keep battling, but yeah, yeah. I don't think we should have put Shogren in yet. Oh, definitely. And I totally agreed with you there in our group chat as well, because if we were to pull Campbell 
after the third goal. That was only 7.58 into the first period. Got to give this guy a chance to breathe. And it was the Buds who didn't give him that chance, unfortunately. Uh, the pup battles were not won. Tampa seemed like the more aggressive team tonight. They were hungry. They were vicious. And it wasn't even because Simmons and Clifford wasn't on that fourth line. It was all throughout the lineup, in my opinion, anyway. And after that 3 nothing, you know, that last or the third goal, that was the second one for the fourth line. So, yeah, our skin starts to crawl and we're having these types of flashbacks. And, you know, the penalties just started to pile up at this point. Uh, if we're looking back at the previous uh, three games, the the five-on-five minutes on ice have been going down and down and down. But tonight, it seems like it was gone back to that you know, penalty filled type of game. And you had guys like Spezza getting into it because the same period he gets a call on a cross check. And after that, just one last note about Campbell in this period, the slander from the crowd. It wasn't soup. It was Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. Like credit to him. He, he kept battling throughout like he shortly after that third goal Tampa had a power play and point came in trying the exact same move Maroon did and Campbell stopped it yeah so like that that's what you want to see even if you're having an off night you want to see the keeper continuously trying if if he gave up back there it just would have been a complete shit show um definitely that you got to think that something was said of the fourth line of the lightning because it truly felt like last game they were invisible. And I don't know if that was because Simmons and Clifford weren't in, so there was no one for them to, to tangle with. But they they answered the bell this game, and they didn't – they were a little chippy, but there was nothing crazy. And with all the penalties, yes, okay, with how the games have been called so far these playoffs – some of them you should come to expect. But even still, there were some calls on both sides, not just anti-Leafs, on both sides that were just ridiculously questionable. Oh, 100%. I have to agree there. Uh, the first period, the Leafs had some good chances. Matthews with a backhander off the crossbar. Ding! Our not favorite sound. Uh, Nylander with what a, a high slot. <laughs> what a shot on the backhand too, right? And Nylander with a high slot slapper wide, but good ozone pressure for that second line kind of making up for earlier in the period, but later on just gets a little crick cray, you know, Cache gets a phantom call. I didn't see that he touched uh, Nick Paul at all or Sorelli on that two on one black. Uh, Twitter was saying one way, you know, other people were saying the other. But anyways, the Leafs get rewarded with a four on four anyways. And John Cooper was livid. Keith with no expression on his face because he knew that it was Toronto's fault here. But hey, we'll take it. Like, and see, that that's like something... Like I was touching on with the officiating. Now, I want to clarify, Luke Mann, I'm not saying we lost this because of the officiating. The Leafs did not play well enough to win. Yeah. They didn't they didn't have enough urgency and enough drive in it until they were already down five nothing, which is too bad. 
but that that penalty on Nick Paul in this situation. So Kasha gets the penalty, and as Paul's falling, he's he's falling to the ice, going into the end boards. He's trying everything in his power to slow his momentum down so he doesn't break his back as he crashes into the boards, and his arm yeah. is out as he hits the ice, and that's what trips Kasha. Yeah, and the refs called it. That is why Cooper was so livid. Like, yes, that helped the <laughs> Leafs, but that should not have been a penalty. Yeah, yeah. There's that's... no no realm of <laughs> the multiverse that that should have been a penalty. Oh, I agree, and that's why Keith had zero expression on his face, right? Because he knew that John Cooper was yelling like a madman on the on the bench, just because we knew that. But you know. We'll take it. At this point, Tampa's two for 15 in the series. Both teams not super strong on the power play to begin with. Um, But hey, we go into the second period and Leafs, you know, we still have hope. There's a lot of time left. Uh, Two full periods, but Colton quickly scores, which goes off Campbell's glove and in uh colton's able to retrieve a puck outside of a scrum and lubushkin doesn't have his man this is a point where campbell you know everyone's saying okay is this the time was it too late or was this the good moment but so much going down right after i feel like the second period the trauma Tra- police were on the pk the entire time yeah, there was way too much going on in the second, and I don't know if it was just the frustration or or what it was, but like that that goal I touched on it a little bit ago. I, I, I hate to say it about him, but you gotta have that, Jack. Like he had a yeah. piece of it, yes, but there was no one in front of him. Clear shot. He saw the shooter. As an NHL goalie, there's no excuse not to have that shot. So at that point, I was starting to think, okay, now is maybe the time. Yeah, as much as we really hate to even think about it, we have to think about the bigger picture here. And, you know, Shogun's been really great for us in these high stressful situations. And I really have to applaud him for coming in in this, you know, hard moment in the game. But... Uh, Before we get there, Tampa goes on the power play, JT with the hooking call on Perry, you know, just another dumb penalty. Um, I know the pace of the game was super fast. Coming into the second period, I just thought to myself, we need to slow down the pace of the game. Get the momentum down for the Leafs any or for Tampa anyways. We need puck possession again. Um, the hits in the first period alone were 15-16 for Tampa, but not many shots either. But it's just a mess of a ton of penalties. I mean, the first penalty on JT turns into a five-on-three because David Camp, of course, accidentally knocks a bouncing puck over the glass which results in a Perry goal, our favorite guy on the ice, right? <laughs> that man has such a punchable face. And <laughs> it it's so disappointing that it doesn't happen more. Not I don't want to see him get injured, just just a little pop, right? Like I would yeah. never want to wish an injury on anybody, not even Marshawn, and I can't stand Marshawn. Um but yeah, he's just he's got such a punchable face and <laughs> It's probably reasons like this why I I feel that way. Like, 
the penalty after penalty after penalty, and it was the same way in game two, right? The mm-hmm. Leafs, yes, a lot of questionable calls by the officials, but when it comes down to it, you got to play through it. You can't be putting yourself in those positions to get those calls against you. Yeah. I appreciate Perry acknowledging his son around the boards to begin the game saying he will score. Daddy will score a goal for you. Like this is the only moment I enjoyed about that. But of course, like we have to take away this personal element and get back to the game. You know, I'm super emotional. So I'm like, oh, so cute. But (laughs) that that was pretty cool. But thankfully, he just kept it at one because I saw he was kind of asking if he wanted one or two. (laughs) Yeah. How many? But yeah, um, hi, Cache, unfortunately, um, gets Palat and or sorry, was it Palat or Paul? I Nick, believe it Nick was Paul. Nick Paul. High sticks him in the face, uh, draw some blood. So Tampa's power play continues another 15 seconds, five on three, and then a double minor to add it on top of that. Uh, Marner and Camp. A good two-on-one, and Hedman called for the trip on Marner. Back to four-on-four for two minutes. But this is the point where we go to commercial break, and Jack Campbell pleads his case to Sheldon Keefe to not pull him. He, You know, you feel for the guy, and we spoke about it being. But, yeah, this it was a right move. They had a long chat, and I'm glad that Keefe wasn't like, nope, sit. He, he spoke with him, and... Yeah, yeah. It, it shows how much respect Keefe has in the room, right? Like a lot of goalies wouldn't even contemplate trying to talk to the coach about it. They just, he's calling me over, I'm going to the bench, I'm done. The fact that he, and, and that would go a long way with the stars too. If you see him talking with the keeper in that kind of situation, not just putting his foot down and saying, no, this is what's happening. And Good on Jack, like we said, for wanting to stick with it and battle through. Because those type of games, as a goalie, they're they're lose-lose. You're either staying in, you're getting lit up, you might not allow another goal, you might allow five more. Or you can battle through it, whether you win or lose, and it it almost adds that extra resiliency and that little bit of battle hardened feeling with your teammates right like hey we all went through that together let's step up and let's go um that being said as much as it sucks it definitely was needed and unfortunately it looks like that's what the Leafs needed to kind of shut things down whether it's score effect or not by Tampa having such a big lead they they kind of toned it down a little bit or like what did Shalgren end up with eight saves and it's not because he was playing Ten poorly. Saves. They just, yeah, like he, he didn't he didn't have a lot of shots against when Campbell had what eight in the first two or three minutes. Yes, uh, Campbell only saving eight out of twelve shots, posting a six eighty eight on the night. Something you hate to see all day long. But hey, we have print print Shulgren to the rescue because. It, he was perfect on the board for us tonight, uh, minus those two empty netters, totally out of his control, of course. But 
Yeah, four on four, he enters the game and, you know, Tampa right back on the on the power play 72 seconds after. But, you know, at this point, I just said to myself, we have to root for this guy no matter who's in net right now. We're still looking for a win. We have to erase from our memory that 8-1 loss when Shalgren faced Tampa last time. And I know Twitter went a little more bizarre than it already was uh, because Shalgren entered you know half of the people were okay with that the other half was still suffering that PTSD moment the nightmare of you know eight goals on 36 shots but you know moving further into the in the period it's just more power play more penalty kill and none of the power kill unfortunately um Ingvall slashing Cernak, going another four on four. Uh, Toronto power play, Kucherov trip on Marner, but it doesn't last long because Brody takes one. And to end the period, the shots are only four for Toronto and nine for Tampa. Tough, tough period. The ozone time alone for Toronto, 12.06 versus 18.27 for Tampa. One versus six rush chances. Just no chance, right? 12 minutes on the PK pretty much. Just no yeah, ice. And, and you're, you're going to see this in a series, especially when it starts getting long in the tooth, right? You're going to, both teams adapt all the time. So that's why the penalty kill for the Leafs is not necessarily that it's struggling. It's just mm-hmm. not being able to do what we've seen all year. And it's not that other teams didn't try to break it down and figure it out throughout the year. But in a seven-game series, you're only facing this team. You have chance to break down everything from where yeah. players win the draws. Like You can break down every little thing, right? And it just takes that, that adaption and... We, we got away from the team game like we talked about after the last game, right? Like they had got back to it after losing game two. They got away from it again. I don't know why. Maybe maybe too much time on the beach in between games. Who knows? <laughs> too much time on the beach. Who knows? But, you know, third period, still have high hopes. Even though we may be infected with homerism, we can still call out our own bullshit and call it how it is. We have no problem to do that. But hey, entering the third period and, you know, Bunting Bunting Matthews Marner rejoins the the crew because this line uh, wasn't a thing for the whole for the whole game but oh must have heard me calling him out he must have heard us because we have 30 Set the feel good vibes going on right now. Hey guys, it's just okay. Feels okay. Enough of that. Hey, (laughs) get our blood pressure down a little bit. How's it going, folks? Of course. Missed you. Missed you. I heard I was getting called out. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just for how 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 quickly and how trigger happy you might have been on pulling the goalie. But I'm pretty sure that's turned out to be the best. To, that was you know what no 
Bean, I totally disagree <laughs> with you. I am still very right on that. And okay, I'm, let's, I'm let's calling goalie. Pro- I'm that. calling goalie goalie uh, favoritism because you're attendee and you would have hated it too. So that's why. So we're going into the third period here, but we were just talking about you know Campbell and leaving on that fourth goal. Our group chat all one-sided except for Darty Broder here who believed that uh, Shalgren should have entered, what, eight minutes into the first period, Darty? Absolutely, yes. And I'll tell you why, <laughs> because this is like, this is where Darty's experience as a non-Leafs fan, it needs to like overshadow your experience as Leafs fans. That was there a shit go. show. It's 10 minutes into the goddamn game and there is... It's as I, I made a point. It's like, is this the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? How many times are you gonna get <laughs> let these assholes do a five yard slant in front of your goaltender? What what kind of defense is that? What kind of playmaking is that? At two goals. It was it was literally a five yard slant. I don't know how to describe it in hockey. That's what it was. Boom from the fucking you know corner, just sliding right in front of the the tendy. Who was watching that? Who was watching that? Excuse me. You do it twice now. If they're going to run the same fucking play on you every time, then you you better figure it out pretty quick because, you know, they're going to keep doing that to you and steamroll you over and over and over again. This team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, came out guns a-blazing and the Leafs had nothing to, nothing to stop them. So, yes, I say pull, pull Jack, not because you have to worry about his, you know, his mental fortitude, because this is going... You've, You've lost the game at, at eight minutes in. I'm sorry to say, but the Leafs have leafed. This is very, this is like, this is something that they have done many times. And unfortunately, we're not the team to come back. We have in many times, but this was like, I'm watching the play. I'm like, nope, the boys do not have it. There's something not clicking. Get Jack out of there. Put Shalgren in and watch them change. Watch them adapt. They don't deserve to have Jack in if that's the way they're going to play 10 minutes in. It's not, it has nothing to do with Jack Campbell. I know everybody was losing their mind because like, oh, you're mm-hmm. going to make Jack feel bad. You're gonna... Jack will feel bad regardless if he gets five goals on him, which he did, right? So. Yeah. Thank you, Darty Sorry, for rant proving my rant. point. <laughs> Sorry. And here's the thing, Bean, you could, you're totally, go, go for it. I will keep my opinion to myself now, but I was just livid. I'm livid. <laughs> That point being that we may be homers, but we know how to call out our own bullshit and everything we see on the ice. But yes, being giver. I just look at the score. Yes, it was 7-3. You take two empty netters away, 5-3. So they had three within the first eight minutes. Tie game. You said we already lost. We didn't already lose at that point. There was plenty of time left. Now. The fourth goal, I've already come out and said tonight, that was the backbreaker. Jack should have had that. He had a piece of yeah. it, not enough. And that was just, that was one of those ones that there's no excuse not to have, especially in a situation like this. He wasn't screened. It wasn't a, a one-timer where he had to come across the crease. There, there was no excuse for that one. But with all the mind games going on, it's I'm not necessarily worried about Jack as much as... I would have been worried about the rest of the team. Yes, they change. They play a different style in front of Shalgren. And we literally, before you came on, we just touched on that, that Shalgren only had 10 saves because he didn't face almost any shots, but that could have been a little bit of score effect too. Mm -hmm. So if you tell the team eight minutes in, Hey, you know what? We're done. We're pulling Jack. I don't think we have a chance to win this. How disastrous could that have gotten? 
like I'm not, I wasn't worried about them running Jack or anything like that because we've put a little pushback in to this series physically. Yes. A majority of it was when Simmons and Clifford were in, but even still we've shown them, Hey, if you're going to run us, we're going to run you. And Tampa's just as screwed without Vassie as we would be without Campbell. I just, I think it would have been sending the wrong message to the team at that point. It would have been a little better maybe to call a timeout and kind of chill everybody the fuck out. But, yeah. Why are we so conservative <laughs> with the timeouts, though? Sorry, Steph. Like, what what is it with hockey and being so conservative? Like, do we have so few? Or what's the, like... Well, well you, only, you only have one. Yeah. And so, you, you, you know, you, you never know. You might need it. <laughs> That's one the whole yeah. game or one per period? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't... One the, the, whole, I, one game. the whole game. That's the pretty dog game. shit. Like, that's something yeah. I think that needs to be amended because there's no other sport that does that. Like, I'm pretty sure you could have, like, what? Like, basketball has a almost a billion timeouts. I think, Darty, though, you're right when you said it was time to pull Jack, in our opinion, just not in that moment. But at the end of the day, he did get pulled. It was needed in this game no matter what after the first period and how that was going, the three quick goals. I don't care how it could have been rewritten any other way. Shalgren came in and was completely solid. And, hey, we had a little bit of a spark in the third because Sergachev punches JT in the face, washes him completely. The ref finally calls at least one of them and Nylander finally scores the first one of the series. Power play goal, baby. So what a, a slap bit of pass. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Riley to Matthews and yep. Slot pass to Nylander slot high tip, um, high slot tip. So that was, that was great. And this is where I, where I tweeted, you know, one of these teams is losing five, nothing in this series, but it ain't the buds because <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad, you know, we didn't get shut out. The Leafs were still able to score three because, you know, a couple minutes later, Willie again scoring and JT this time coming down the wings. So here's a point for John Tavares because he's been a hot topic too, right? But Well, he's actually been a cold that, topic. He's been that, very that, cold. Fair, <laughs> fair. That shot too, though, like in and out so fast. The only two people in the rink who knew it was in were Vassie and Nylander. Like yes. nobody else realized that was in. That was crazy. Because it was in Tampa and there's obviously no home goal goal horn and such, I had to rewatch the play and because there was barely a celly, right? The the boys didn't look pumped after. It was kind of like, okay, is this a goal or not? Because they're all just standing there. So I couldn't tell. But yeah, Tampa on the power play, Toronto trying to push back. Kerfoot, Mikheyev with a two-on-one, Mikheyev with, you know, all of these opportunities the Leafs have been sinking these past series. Unfortunately, they have been whiffing on this this game, on the power kill, because it was a little dead. Go ahead, Darty. So, so hear me out, because I want to elaborate on this point more um, about why I would pull the goaltender in three, just so that people, you know, okay. because when this comes back to haunt me, I need you to understand that there is logic to this. Okay. My reasoning was it wasn't even their best player scoring on Jack. It was Belmar and fucking Fat Pat. Okay. So in my head, I'm like, look, if those are the two guys that are scoring tonight and it was their three nothing, it's not about Jack Campbell 
you know, you have to be an asshole to these guys eventually, right? You got to like the forwards look like dog shit. They look terrible. The defense looked like horse shit. They were literally fucking like donkeys out there. Like you, you need to, you need to tell them that you need like the, the, like it's not, again, it's not about pulling Jack because you, because you have a problem with Jack. You pull Jack because like you don't deserve this game. And, and, and quite frankly, as a tactician too, in my head, I'm like, we're already up a game and we've gone back and forth every, you know, we want a game. We lose a game, we win a game, we lose a game. So you have to think about it. You're probably not coming out of Tampa. Like at this point, three nothing, and that this is the way Tampa looks. You are probably not coming out of out of Tampa with the win. There's like the 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 numbers are not there. Like you like as a gambling man, I'm like no no. You you already know how the Leafs are going to be. You've seen this before. Pull Jack, get him fucking ready for the next game. Get Shalgren in there because he's already dealt with an eight one loss. This kid knows what it's like to lose in Tampa, so he probably will have a much better idea of how to handle this. And he did, because like at the at the end of the day, the you know, those the, the pretty much the rest of the goals were all on the empty net, correct? For the most part. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, You're Shalgren's right. were all on the empty net. Now, th- let's go back a game. If you go to game three, so you're telling me that Cooper should have pulled Vassy after it was 3 nothing. That's a, that's a this it was, different it was, team. This is not Toronto. This is Tampa. These are the cha- this is a championship team. <laughs> listen, you're talking it's apples listen. and oranges. Okay, I didn't, know you for, I didn't know you worked for Sportsnet. Okay, so <laughs> Riley, Blackwell, and Camp were the first three goals for the Leafs in game mm. three. Those weren't the big True. boys. True. I, I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade at you. Just like that, I'm just, if you look at that logic, right? Like These it's, are different personalities though. That's in, okay. Just, I understand you where, me you're, where you're going from. Cause you wanna... and, or Cooper and Keith. No, I just mean the team. <laughs> these are two different teams and the way they handle adversity is different. And like, you know, maybe we can say that the, like, on paper, these these Leafs, like on, on NHL 2022, these Leafs are phenomenal. But personalities versus age versus maturity versus experience, it's not the same. Like Tampa, it has won two Stanley Cups. They have been to the promised land twice now. All right. Regardless of whether you think that, you know, their bottom three are losers or absolute winners, right? Because we all think that Pat Maroon's a fake. But <laughs> but the difference <laughs> is Pat Maroon still has three rings, right? And like there's there's a mentality about that. These boys have not won it. Like the majority of the boys on our team have not won anything. Yeah, uh, fucking, uh, I was going to call him Colton Orr. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Kyle Clifford's won two rings. And uh, I think, was it, did Jake Muzzin have one? Or mm-hmm. somebody yeah. has won, one. Muzzin. Yep. But like the majority of this team has, has <laughs> like even Spezza, he's played his whole career and has not, like has only been dis- seen disappointment, right? So this team is really comfortable in disappointment, whereas Tampa Bay is not. They are they they are very uncomfortable in disappointment, and they love like that's why I feel like they come back every game, right? Like that's why I feel like we're looking at like Vassy's record, right? And Vassy's record is that he it's like he doesn't lose the second game. Well, clearly we can put fucking pucks deep on him. So it's not maybe it's not necessarily about Vasilevsky being a great goaltender, more so that the team plays better because they don't like winning two losing two times in a row. <laughs> like, have we not thought that that it's not about Vasi, but it's actually about these fucking guys that they hate losing two games in a row? I don't know. I'm crazy. That could be some of it. It could also be the fact that a lot of those stats come from the last two years where they had what 16, 17, 18 million dollars over the cap. Like cheaters. <laughs> well, hey you know what if if it's there use it as much as it exactly. sucks um and you you look i i don't i'm not as scared as i would have been if we were facing them last year and this was happening 
I, I don't know if it's because of what the Leafs have shown all year or if it's the fact that Tampa does look a little drained. Yes, judging by a 7-3 score, people are going to think I'm nuts for saying that. <laughs> they, they, they don't look like the same lightning. Like, if you would go into a series and you would tell me that after four games we would have 16 goals on Vasilevsky, i take that every day of the week. Yeah. Like, definitely. every day. And just when you thought uh, the Leafs could not score anymore, Jake Muzzin comes through with a huge slopper from the point. No one saw coming. Vassy did not see it because he was screened by his two own players. This was the type of shot and play, I guess, that I was expecting more throughout the game. You know, just pepper the guy. Um, Don't look for too many one-touch passes or playing around in front of the net. You know, get into those rebound-specific spots. And instead of looking for the perfect pass, send the shot on Vasilevsky. And, you know, look out for that rebound opportunity. Screen the guy. But, hey. Leafs are not able to bounce back, even though they sent Shulgren to the bench with 5.53 to go and 4.03 left. Two empty netters come as a result of that, and the Leafs are down 7-3 to end the game. I gotta say, though, Labushkin, eight hits tonight. Ooh. And that, uh, that level on Hagel that everyone yes. was kind of getting a little pissy about, that was a good hit. Yeah. Um, Matthews, minus three. Riley, minus four. Mikheyev, minus two. Marner, minus three. So obviously not a good night for the big boys. Uh, Willie with two goals. Muzzin with one. And that's all she wrote. We have a lot of questions, guys. So let's just jump into it. (laughs) The Kenna DeLorean asks would you adjust the bottom six to shake up the next game with toughness or keep a more skilled bottom six and try and get back to a puck possession game beaner i would i would definitely bring simmons back in um because even though he took those two stupid penalties in game two he was still given it like he he's on a mission there's a reason he was a Masterton nominee for the Leafs this year, right? Like he has come back and he has improved. He's not just out there to try to goon it up. He's not yeah. swinging his stick at someone's head to get a fine. Like <laughs> he, <laughs> you, you can tell he cares about this team and that's maybe something you need. Now, as much as I hate to say it, do we pull Blackwell out for that? I know Spezza hasn't shown up on the score sheet, but he's he's got that fire too, right? You're not playing him 20, 30 minutes, so the fact that he might not be able to keep up at 20, 30 <laughs> minutes isn't, isn't the biggest deal. For <laughs> seven, eight minutes, I have no issue with him. And we have to make note that Spezza literally undressed Maroon in like the first 10 minutes. So even though he ended up on his ass afterwards, like the guy literally just unbuckled him and took off his bucket. And it was like, what the hell? Like, I don't know what was going on there, but it was a pretty cool thing to watch. Like Spezza, like, again, like is ancient in comparison to these guys. Like, I don't like Maroon's kind of old too, I guess. But at the same time, like, you know, Spezza's like a, he just, he's a living legend, right? So just to see him like just absolutely just like I said, like pretty much take off all his clothes on the ice. (laughs) 
Yeah. Spets is a, a living legend. And, you know, Wayne Simmons could be um, not just the physicality, like you said, Beaner, but we got to remember this guy has scored um, plus more than 25 goals in multiple seasons in the past. Um, if, if he's smart about it and, you know, looks for that pass or getting in front of the net for that tip and trying to score goals more than looking for a fight it could push the team over the edge so we'll see i i, I hope that we do get another look at simmons next game just need some moving of on marshawn level sneakiness from him you know yeah like just uh just just a little bit more rat energy and it's i think it is like as beaner was saying a good idea to have simmons one because like it's looking like tampa's still pushing the physicality part of it and they're kind of getting away with it a lot more and two you know we're back at home again right so you want to have the pit yeah. bull at the door just to remind them hey you know back off beware <laughs> of dog <laughs> beware of dog bobby gosh asks or says deep breath I blame Roscoe for the loss. <laughs> Everyone knows LLN is the favorite podcast of the Leafs. They believed in the power kill too much and tried to manifest the shorthanded goals. With great power comes great responsibility. Use it wisely. <laughs> I like that, Bobby Ghost. And hey, I'd like to think that this is the Leafs' favorite podcast and they've been listening to us. So, uh... Hopefully they took some notes from this episode and hey, um, yeah, well, let's blame Roscoe too. Not just kidding, but <laughs> Mike at Mike the Fanatic. I think Matthews is really battling some sort of injury right now. He's very similarly or he's very similar to when he had his wrist surgery last year. I think that's one of the reasons why he isn't playing his regular side of the power play as well. Thoughts? Mm. 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 Interesting. So, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen this going around on Twitter a handful of times over the mm-hmm. past couple games. Like, if his wrist was any kind of concern whatsoever, would he be taking 13, 14, 15 faceoffs? If you have a guy like that who's got a bum wrist, you save his wrist for any kind of a shot that he can get. He's not doing face-offs. He's not back-checking, doing stick lifts. There's so many different little things that he is still doing mm-hmm. that if his wrist was truly a concern, I don't think he would be doing, or at least not with the success that he's still doing that. Like, okay, he hasn't scored as much as we all want him to this series. He's still defensively back-checking like crazy. He's still stripping the puck off guys, and he's still winning face-offs. So we start seeing those kind of things go down. Yeah. I'll be concerned. I'm not, I I don't, I don't think there's anything to do with the wrist. Maybe the mysterious illness he sat out with a little bit there towards the end. Who knows what that is, whether it's a groin or knee or back, whatever. But, uh, I I don't think we have anything to worry about wrist wise anyways. Yeah. Any thoughts, Darty? I think this lies in the realm of uh, Darty's mental capacity of conspiracy theories and, uh, you know, wild, <laughs> crazy thoughts. You know, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but uh, 
the truth is, is that like there could be any ma- matter of sort of things going on with any of these guys, right? Like you said, you had Bunting come come quickly off of an off of an injury. You had Muzzin coming off of LTIR, right? Like all these guys are battling something. And if you think that the guys on Tampa Bay side aren't battling things, like you know, fucking uh, Colton looks like he's hit the boards, and <laughs> you know that one guy got a. It was his uh, Rutu or Ruta. Ruta. There we go. He got a bashed in forehead and Stamkos got flipped over, I think, a couple times. And uh, Corey Perry's missing a brain. So, like, that's a huge impediment as well. (laughs) Yeah. Ross Colton tying Maroon tonight with most hits for Tampa Bay 5. You know, it's been a tough series. It's been a very rough series. Uh, The Leafs actually out hit Tampa tonight 40 to 32. But... Matthews has been laid out a couple good times and I think I don't know if it's catching up with him but it is evident that he is at least a half a step behind the play whether it's just receiving that pass or the puck getting away from him a little bit and he's not able to pull off that quick shot that one timer Um, but I hope it's not injury we don't know yet but if it is you know they're gonna keep pushing or like me, William, William Nylander uh, going, taking a shit in between each because <laughs> of the sushi, but we'll see. Okay, Austin Matthews Rocket at TML Fan in Van. Clifford in on Tuesday? Lily in on Tuesday? I want to say My that. dear no. God, please let Lily be on on Tuesday. Um, yeah, about Lily for sure, I want to say. Oh, Lily, yeah, but Clifford, no. Yeah. Not because I have yeah. a problem with them. I just think, I think we still need to my opinion if you are a game behind and it's they're gonna win like it's you know they it's uh it's we're down three two and uh and if uh, tampa wins the game it's all over you make sure that that game you have every single goon there because i'm the kind of asshole that says if i ain't winning you ain't winning shit and you make sure that everybody that leaves that ice that day does not make it out of round two that's I'm a, I'm a bad guy. All right. I, you can burn bad me in Twitter comments, but I've played sports. All right. I'm a dirty son of a bitch. If I know that I'm probably not going to win that game, we're coming out with the foil and everybody, everybody's getting hurt. That's it. That's all I got to say. Cause fuck Tampa. This has been, this has been so far the best like playoff series I've seen in quite some time from the Leafs. Yes. This was a very disappointing loss, but we've seen them come back. And that's made me happier. So I know if we get to that point, I want to make sure that every single person from that team at least knows don't fuck with Toronto. Okay. Because, because <laughs> I want them to like literally like cringe that, oh man, we have to go to play another team now. And they're just licking their wounds like, you know, Pat Maroon's like, <laughs> and Corey Perry's like, oh my head, ow. <laughs> that's how bad I want I'm... it to be. Sorry. <laughs> Beaner. I'm calling it right now. Even if, the the lightning go on and beat the Leafs, they're not making it out of the second round. There's no way. Because what we continue mm-hmm. to do is we continue to show that they are human. Yes, they've won two in a row. But as I, I keep stressing it all night, look at the goals we're getting on Vassy. Like Jake Muzzin's goal, for instance. Yes, in the long run, it mainly only affects Vassy's goals against average and save percentage. But look at the disappointment on his face. This is a guy who has been able to stop everything over the last, what, 24 months? Yeah. So 
we're, we're proving that they're human. We're proving that this can be done. And even if they do manage to, to beat the Leafs, they're not going, they're not doing it again. They're, they're done. They can't, not that they're done as in they're going to be in the draft lottery next year. Just they've played a shit ton of hockey over the past couple of years. And especially with the bubble and then the shortened season, like those two cups that they won, they weren't even two separate full calendar years, right? Like the amount they have played is ridiculous. True. And if the Leafs would have won the cup during either of those two years, it would have been the whole narrative of it didn't count. It was a shortened season. It was the North division. So yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but last question, just to end it off on the Leafs, uh, SC Morgan asks, what's the key to having a good start on Tuesday? Well, show up on time. I don't, I don't, I hate, <laughs> I hate quoting. You got to start the game though. on time. But, but, but like, like really, that's the only thing. The crowd's going to be rocking. So the Leafs yeah. are going to have that extra little adrenaline and motivation, but you can't sit back and you can't let them take it to you in the first minute of the game again like that. You have to show them you're not yeah. going to back down. And do to them what they did to you, right? Yeah. How about you, Darty? It's, uh, I was going to bring it up earlier. It's that uh, Darty conspiracy theory time. Like, <laughs> and I'll wrap it back up to this point is that uh, one, the Tampa, you looked so fast out there tonight. They just looked like their turbo was on the entire time. And it was kind of driving me crazy that the Leafs could never catch up to their speed. It just seemed like the Leafs were always a step behind, like all of them. And yeah. except for Jack, I think Jack was always kind of in the right place. Just you, some of those spots were, you know, some of those looks were really obvious. Like <laughs> most goaltenders can't stop those looks, but, uh, but I would conspiracy theory time, make sure that whoever's running their equipment and their food, you know, they're not tampering stuff. Cause those Leafs, I don't know why they always look fucking tired sometimes. Like, you know, you come you coming home, make sure you get a good cup, good cup of strong black Timmy's. All right. Get that in your system. <laughs> One, it helps you poo, and two, it'll True. help you stay awake. All right, and uh, three, to get bring it back to the point, is that these guys do need to like you know maybe get the smelling salts or something. They need to be get their awareness level up. They need to be present on the ice. They can't just let Tampa get all hot and heavy on them and start doing loop to loop around them. That's like ridiculous, right? And maybe it's Justin Hall, but uh, personally, I think this game would have been lost regardless of whether Hall was on the ice. I think there was a lot of um, giving up and a lot of being a couple steps behind and it would be nice to have a different look like you know that's there's a reason why we didn't start with hall you know you guys are not <laughs> we're not all fools here we know what we've seen but uh at the end of the day regardless who you put as your defenseman and uh forwards like you and how you switch it up how you pair it up they have to be present and they have to be ready good thing is it seems like every single time we get beat like this we shake it up a little bit. I don't know why we can't learn and win two games in a row. But the fortunate thing is we won the first game, which means as long as we keep this path of passing games back and forth, we'll probably <laughs> win the seventh game. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a combination of a lot of things. I totally agree with you guys. For me, I'm going to say it again and again and again. This power play needs to click more. Um, if we 
sank the all three power play opportunities who knows this game would have been way closer than it was um obviously staying out of the box uh capitalizing on their dumb mistakes but at the end of the day it comes down to commitment and bringing out that beast mode like you've been talking about darty and getting angry we want our giraffe and everyone to get mad because that's when they you know sometimes shine the best but at the end of the day good things you know shalgren 100 percent on the night he could have came in and um could have been bad news but hey gotta take out something positive right and on to the next in toronto on tuesday curtis and alberta will be there fun fact so whoever is going to be down uh, make sure you say hey and yeah one thing i noticed though guys that happened twice during the series now and is very rude Corey <laughs> perry shoots the puck right after warm-up into the Leafs net and then denies the allegations today when the media asks. But there's there's video of him doing it twice. And that's a big disrespectful, you know, no, no, you do not do that. So the, the guy's been doing stuff like that forever. And even in the past, there's been players, I think it was, uh, I could be completely mixing the teams up here, but I think it was like a Philly Montreal series way back in the day and Lafleur used to do that and some of the flyers found out about it and started a brawl <laughs> before the game even started so the refs weren't even ready like the refs didn't even like have their skates on it was uh yeah uh, stuff like that's been happening since the game's been around and yeah it's a little bit of a dick move but really if you're if you want to yeah. make it a story turn it against them like use it against them say hey if you're gonna go and do that at least i'm gonna score during the game not beforehand when it doesn't count right and it always helps if you don't let them score like see yeah. pat and perry have uh scored a couple uh this uh this playoff is not making it easier for us <laughs> yeah like see oh go ahead beaner finish your thought sorry um like to touch on hall i i don't think as I'm probably the one who rips on him the most out of us. I don't think he was like outrageously horrible, but for what he brings, I don't think it justifies not having Lillian. Everybody was saying, Oh, it's mm -hmm. his, his experience on the penalty kill. Don't take as many penalties and you don't need him on the penalty kill. <laughs> I, I know that sounds yeah. stupidly simple to say, <laughs> but you have Brody, you have Muzzin, you have Labushkin, you have like, Okay, yeah, you want Riley to be on your power play. He can play penalty kill. He's His hockey IQ is high enough. He's defensively responsible enough to be able to do it. So not, not to mention Giordano. Like, you don't need Hall on this roster for penalty killing if you don't put yourself in those positions. They need to get back to playing as a full team, and I think we won't have anything to worry about for the next game. Yeah. So Bean, I know you really want Lily back, but what's the what are the chances of uh, Sandine coming back? Is that done? Like, are we not happening, or like, would you want him back anyways? Like, I definitely would. Um, I think with the the leaps and bounds that Lily has improved by since the Giordano trade, I don't think we have to worry too much about rushing Sandine back. 
because like he's already had a couple lower body injuries and if this is another knee thing or anything like that do not rush it this kid has way too much potential and yes he's good and yes i have high hopes for him in the future but i don't think at this present point in time he is going to be that big of a difference like if it was matthews coming back or marner coming back absolutely we need them they're going to be x factors with sandine he's not going to be first pairing defense playing 30 minutes a night not right now so i don't think we need to worry about rushing him back bring lily back in if you want to alternate hall and lily for a couple games as much as everybody hates that idea you've been doing it for the last month of the season anyways go ahead do it but (laughs) yeah hall rant over sorry no worries that's okay um (laughs) hall's been a you know on everyone's mind especially when he's on the starting lineup roster so i think i agree you know lily should be back in he sat two games we might as well go with the rotation but just to wrap up my final rude point and Corey perry the colorado avalanche after game one left the score up on the big screens while nashville had their morning skate the following morning after that loss (laughs) way to rub it in you know salt in the wounds and i just bring that up because this is the first team on the cusp to louis like of their playoff lives they are down three nothing in the series uh they face again tomorrow so beaner you might be right with your prediction of the sweep but i I was gonna say what did you say the series was that again back Nashville, um, <laughs> three nothing. Okay, the, I know, I know. the The only way, um, the only way I think I see Nashville coming back is if Saros comes back and he's even eighty percent healthy. UC Saros is an incredible goaltender. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to let the yes. juice loose, right? Like, it's <laughs> and, and not not to mention the Kemper injury how serious is that? Like, that's a scary situation, right? For anybody who doesn't know, Kemper got a stick through his mask last game and had to leave in the first period. Not that I don't have faith in mm. Pavel Francois, but I'd much rather have Kemper than Francois. So there's a, a sliver of opportunity for Nashville to sneak in and maybe steal a win. But I, I still don't think that's going to happen. Only four teams in NHL history have come back down 3 nothing in a series, one being the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 41-42 Stanley Cup Final versus the Detroit Red Wings, and the most recent, the LA Kings 2013-2014 versus the Sharks and won the Cup. So you never know. I, I feel like Nashville is... A sneaky team and they've obviously had the goalie bad luck but still have other teams around the league and they've been able to pull out wins right they can't go past that excuse but is there Darty, any footage of that uh of, of that 41 42 uh series <laughs> <laughs> yeah bean has a special copy in his basement uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh justin hall can uh, watch the uh i don't even think they called them defensemen back then i think they called them uh cover points and points or whatever that's in the <laughs> games 
But that, uh, that's, maybe you can watch that, watch that, and see what those old bastards did. Because honestly, like that's crazy to think about. I didn't realize that we actually came back from like the Leafs have a have a historic history of coming back at least once from a three nothing deficit, but uh, you know, series yeah. deficit. But um, go with your point, Bean. Oh, I was just going to say, still the only team to do it in the Cup final. Yep. The only team, the other teams were the 09 uh, 2010 Flyers round two versus the Bruins. And then the 74 75 New York Islanders quarterfinals versus the Pittsburgh Pens. Speaking um, of Pens and Bruins, are we going to talk yeah. about so what's going on throughout this league? Because uh, if we're going to talk about Bruins, um, that little uh, Marshan D'Angelo, Colin D'Angelo can, racist, and Marshan. Can, can I just and, say, as much as I dislike Marshan, Props to him for saying to his face what everybody wants to say to Tony D'Angelo. Like, to go out yeah. there, and I, I despise the man, probably because he's broken our hearts as Leaf fans way too many times. But to go out there, and what did he have? Three goals and four points or something like that? Like, he, he had an awesome night tonight. And yeah. then to be chirping chirping tony d by just blatantly calling him an effing racist on the ice i believe martian had a five point night tonight four or five point night tonight and boston coming back in the series two to two um a lot of these series tying it up uh we have of course our leafs and lightning the wild and blues two to two right now the kings trying to come back they are two nothing currently over the edmonton oilers who lead to one in the series um yeah washington pulling through two to one we just touched on colorado pittsburgh leading two to one and dallas dallas is leading two to one Fun fact, they are 12-0 and after taking a 2-1 series league since moving to Dallas. Mine? That's blown. like the... Didn't we all think the Flames were going to sweep too? Like, I'm pretty sure we all were pretty close on that. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I yeah. called a sweep. I think I called Flames in five. So I'm definitely wrong. But uh, that's like the Joe Neuendijk battle. I don't know. I see Calgary-Dallas and I just think I knew he... But props to Ottinger, right? Of all the goalie fiascos that are going on around the league during these playoffs so far, Ottinger's been unreal. Yeah, battle of the goalies. Uh, Markstrom versus Ottinger. I wonder if we'll get a look at Wedgwood at some point in the series um, or even David Vladar. That will be interesting, a Vladar and Wedgwood showdown. Um but yeah, uh, these matchups, uh, I mean, I caught part of the Boston and Carolina game today, and I definitely saw Tony D'Angelo throw that stick out with Marshan trying to score the empty netter there. <laughs> they javelin? Were getting, <laughs> yes, he played javelin and tried to block it, but, but hey, it's going to be, I don't I, know if our predictions are going to hold up. I, I called Calgary a sweep. Well... Looking at it right now, yeah. look at our predictions and uh, oh, go ahead, Bean. Well, I was just going to say, like you touched on catching glimpses of multiple games. Like when we're doing the episodes, I normally have whatever late night game is on on the TV in front of me just 
to try and catch as much of it as we can because it's been such great hockey. So I don't know what plugs like Ryan Whitney are, are watching, but there's been a lot of good games these playoffs. <laughs> Let's go Oilers. Like a lot. Let's go Oilers. Fucking Ryan Whitney. Can we just say how horrible Jack Edwards is for one second? Oh, we all and know that. How biased. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of talk on Twitter about that, but ooh, I can't like, stand that. I, I'm all for, I'm, I'm all for a homer, especially if they're the, like that team's guy, right? Like we have Joe Bowen. There's no no bones about it. <laughs> bones, Bonesy. Um, he is a homer, <laughs> but he's not. Like even though he's a homer, he's not an asshole. He's not purposefully. Yeah trying to rile people up and if there's something dirty in the game even if a leaf player does it he'll call him out i've heard him call him out middle of the play call he's not edward saying oh you know that's that's not a penalty that you know this guy never does anything like that meanwhile it's marshawn he's known for licking people like (laughs) you have people like edwards and then you have people like bones you have uh mark Mosier. You have who are some of the other ones that I'm missing here? Um, the the play by play guys, like even the Tampa guy, he's incredible. Tampa and Colorado's play by plays are awesome. I'm yeah. I'm thinking mainly radio it's too. I'm amazing. sorry. I just feel mm. like Bowen works really well with Jim Ralph. Like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, like when the Leafs are really just like just dogging it, it's just, they're they're kind of just like sitting there and like having a having a drink you could just just tell like ah whatever it looks like we're screwed (laughs) yeah so uh the Leafs you know back for game five in Toronto we know we had to do this the hard way one way or another whether it's our opponent or our route but hey it's okay because 2-2 to tie up the series there is no sweep to be happening and we have tons of faith if we look at the past couple of games you know the Leafs won majority of the periods and we are clearly the better five on five team uh tonight was a little bit of a bump in the road but I have faith we'll get back to it. And yeah, any closing remarks? You guys have any last thoughts you want to throw into the world, Dirty? Well, ideally, we win the next two games. Like, no offense or buts about it. Like, knowing the Leafs past, it it's pretty much required at this point. Because if yeah. we, even if we win the next game and then we lose the game after that, when it comes to game seven, like, it's going to, yeah, man, like, at least Twitter is pretty toxic. I, you know, I definitely participate in that. So I'm adding to this too, but, <laughs> but, uh, but Leafs history is pretty toxic, right? Like we have been, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> we're in a toxic relationship with them. So at the same time, just like Dangle wrote a whole book about this team is fucking <laughs> killing me. You know, <laughs> it's like, and that guy's killing me too, right? Like, oh, the Leafs are winning the Stanley Cup. I, 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 it came to me in a dream. Like, I'm honestly, I'm going to roast it for that every Shanna. single time because you can't yeah. say that, right? You just can't. Like, we have such bad juju. You just, you just can't, you know. Uh, and, so, I, yeah. and I, and I, I, big baseball fan. I think back to you know, reverse the curse with uh, the curse of the Bambino. Like, it got so intolerable in that city, and we're not like surprisingly, we're not that crazy. You don't see like people spraying graffiti on the Gardner expressway about like reverse the curse you know but we're gonna get to that point if we if we dog it this next two games 
So I'm just yeah. going to, the, the last thing I want to bring up here, and I've been kind of touching on it all night. If you go to NHL.com and you go to the stats page yeah. and pull up all 25 goalies yeah. that have played in these playoffs so far, save percentages and goals against averages, Jack Campbell and Vasilevsky are neck and neck, 20th and 21st. And Campbell's ahead. Wow. So for everyone chirping, even after tonight, they've both got four games played. They both have two wins and two losses. Vasilevsky has faced more shots, and he has a worse save percentage and worse goals against average. Granted, Campbell's got 889 and a 3.53, and Vasilevsky has eight eighty eight and a three point five four. So they're literally neck and neck. Oh my god. But But Vassy's never been pulled too, so that, that that doesn't matter. He's human. We're showing he's human. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Those those goals tonight, they're more important than just ruining his stat sheet. That is showing the guys like, hey, he was standing on his head even when we were like when we were playing like junk and we're still beating him. We're still getting to him, chipping away at the armor. So then we need to get the hashtag going, bring Brian Elliott home, okay? <laughs> Brian Elliott needs to play at home, okay? Good new market boy, not even the guy's like, what, 38? It's time for him to get his ass beaten at home, okay? I love you, Brian, <laughs> but I want to see you play and I want to see you lose because if you're playing, it means the Leafs are winning, baby. So let's fucking go. Go Leafs, go. You heard that, and this is Leafs Late Night. Steph, the fantasy fanalist here, Beaner and Darty Broder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Where's the curse? Cool, let's go. Cool.